Sarah Jemian. And I'm Tom Zalatni. And you're listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. This is a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. Every week we dig into a different dish, meal, ingredient, cuisine, or piece of food media, exploring the history and culture around it, sharing favorite recipes, and learning from our wonderful guests. The only rule? You gotta love it. After all, there's no such thing as bad food. Before we dig in, we'd like to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where we're recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We encourage you to take some time today, and every day, to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. We are uh, finally here post-Munch Madness 2022. It's the end of Munch Madness. Munch Madness has ended. Munch Sanity begins. Munch Sanity begins. (laughs) (laughs) The Lenten era of Munch Madness (laughs) has ended and ordinary time begins. (laughs) It's the uh, Epicurean Episcopal calendar. Yeah, yeah. Cheese has died, bread is risen, munch madness will come again. Yeah, it was coffee that was the the runner-up, not cheese. Yeah, but but cheese was last year's champ. That's true, yeah. Yeah. The old king is dead, long live the king. Yeah. That's what we're saying. So as we said, this year it's going to be all about bread. Bread. I'm really excited about this. Me too. I think, you know, I didn't see it going this way, but I'm super excited to have an entire year of getting that bread. Yeah, honestly, I really thought coffee was going to sweep. I know, because you said that many, many, many times. I did. On this very show. I did. Over the the course of the last few weeks. Yeah. Uh, In fact, I I don't, I crowed about this a little bit already. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Bread was my pick. It's true. Um, And I, I sure did hear you make a lot of inaccurate predictions. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm willing to admit that. And then saw my pick bread yeah which came from the host choice bracket mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was um i came up with bread mm-hmm. one you could, invented it one could argue that i invented bread creator of bread creator of bread is in the, uh, the 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 founder of all of mankind's food to be worshipped uh as demeter mm-hmm. presiding and giving life yeah to all humankind me so elephant in the room uh it's it is passover now <laughs> i feel like you could make an argument for matzah as bread i think you could make an i think you could make an, an argument, argument for matzah yeah, as bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i also think that in a hypothetical situation where someone was like in a committed long-term relationship with sentient bread they probably wouldn't have to kick that so bread you. out of their house yeah exactly <laughs> i mean because i'm basically like yeah. i'm a little doughy your bread basically i got i got i got nice buns when i, I got poke told your tummy you today. go Hoo-hoo. Woohoo. I do. are you calling me the pillsbury doughboy? i'm not not calling you that <laughs> not not in so many words but yeah so here we are folks now we're here now you're here, here right where we belong it's bread time <laughs> you Sorry, did you just quote a Verbo commercial, baby? Yeah, but uh, I'm quoting a Verbo commercial that uses a Kermit the Frog song. They're not paying us. They're not paying Kermit us. Kermit the Frog isn't paying us either. Kermit the Frog should be paying us. He should. We need the bread. 
And so let's talk about bread a little bit. Let's talk about bread a little bit. Let's talk about bread, baby. So how do you feel about bread? I like bread a lot. I, um, I mean, I feel like that's kind of like a fucking obvious statement, right? Like everyone likes bread, but like every morning I am, I'm a creature of, you eat every morning. It's true. You do. Yeah. And, and I'm a creature of habit and I need my routines. And part of my routine is cheese toast. And like, I let the bread vary a little bit from, from time to time, but like, I usually, you know, it's like whatever kind of grain filled bread I can find because I tend to like those a little bit more in the morning. Something okay, little, okay, like, okay. Keep your denser. regular. A little yeah, bit of exactly. seed, a little bit of yeah, you nuttiness. Know, like, I didn't know you I didn't know you preferred a grain bread in the I morning. I do, I do. I kind of yeah. I'm kind of bored of white bread. You know, like white yeah, bread. Yeah, I get it. It's fine. Like I'll eat it. But mm-hmm. like if I'm at the store and I see white bread and I see like 14 grain or like ancient grain or like mm-hmm. daddy's grain supreme i'm gonna go for the whatever sounds like it has the most grain and daddy's grain supreme sounds fantastic yeah yeah i would eat daddy's grain supreme yum 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 and like i feel the same way about like my cheese selection which is that i take whatever the oldest sounding cheddar is and i make a toast of those two things most mornings so like you look for the the cheese that talks like michael kane yes michael kane michael kane cheddar Yes. Yes. This is a deep cut. This is an old. It's, it's an old. This joke. is an old bit. It's been a, it's been a minute since that's Michael Caine was last in the studio. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. I I like I like my cheese old and my bread grainy. <laughs> but like, despite the fact that I start every morning with that, like I also am a big fan of all other kinds of breads. You okay over there? You doing all right? That just broke me a little bit. That's okay. Like I. <laughs> Ooh, you're a fan of all breads, tall and small. I'm a fan of all breads, tall and small. I love a hot, fresh baguette. Who doesn't love a hot, fresh baguette? Right? And, like, I have access to them now because I work, yeah, you know. But... in the hot, fresh baguette department. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I got moved from butcher to charcuterie slash yeah. deli or whatever you want to call it. And, like, now I slice deli meat and sell cheese and hot bread and coffee yeah. and, like, I'm I'm enjoying that vibe a lot. That's a good vibe, and like especially the hot bread because I, I mean can, I get to smell hot bread, hot cheese, and coffee. That's what you eat every morning, right? This Literally. is exactly what you were talking about. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So who doesn't love it? Exactly. So so for me, bread is like not just something I love, but it's something that like is a big part of my day to day. You know. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I mean, I have such a funny relationship with bread, right? Because like I make bread. Yeah. I've been obsessively making sourdough since like 2018. Yeah. Um, before it was cool. Before it was cool. I was making sourdough before the pandemic. Humble brag. I'm like... Is that why you brought a, a, a piece of sourdough into the studio, just so you could do this bit? This is my pocket bread. You, have- <laughs> you want some? No. Are you sure? Yeah, I don't want to eat bread in the studio. It's really good. I know it's really good. Try I ate some it. earlier in the kitchen like a normal person. I'm not gonna eat your. Ki- I'm not gonna eat your fucking studio eat bread. Eat my pocket bread. I'm not eating your pocket bread. See things I have to put up with. <laughs> um, you got delicious bread, fresh I, I bread do. on the regular. Yeah. So I don't want to hear you complain. No, I get fresh bread daily. This is what I'm saying. <sighs> Between you and work. Well, I guess you don't need me anymore. No, I'm. You made fresh bread on my day off. I did. This make is what I'm yes. saying. Oh, okay. I get yeah. it. I get it. So I'm going to stop being offended. Yeah. I've been making sourdough for years. Yeah. I love making bread. I love working with dough, <laughs> and it also <laughs> makes my tummy hurt. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I'm like, here as a bread appreciator, I love bread. 
bread does not love me. Mm-hmm. I'm still eating my pocket bread. I was gonna say you got pockets full of pocket bread in your I mouth got right a pocket, now. Don't you? Pocket full of bread. This was maybe not like the best choice. No, um. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I turned you down. I didn't want it. I didn't want to also have pocket bread mouth while I'm recording a podcast. Um. <laughs> okay, we got a little sidetracked. What about you with the bread? Tummy I love hurts. bread. It's delicious. It makes my tummy hurt. I still eat it. Mm-hmm. Sourdough makes my tummy hurt less, as alluded to by Billy. But I just really love the range. Like yeah. bread has so much range. Like currently my pocket bread that I baked this morning. <laughs> this is why I did this bit oh, because of the expression on your face every time I say pocket bread. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's got that like that that high hydration like almost gummy sourdough crumb mm-hmm. gummy doesn't sound good but like you but, know what i mean it's like it hydra- kind of it's like, not dry it's not flowery yeah it is kind um, of like it doesn't sound good but it's what you want from bread yes it's what yeah. i mean it's 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 the word we use in the sourdough community um yeah <laughs> you know what shut I'm not allowed to laugh at the phrase the sourdough community. (laughs) It's a thing. It's a thing. We are many. Uh uh Um, But then you also have breads like brioche that's like kind of drier and fluffier. And, um, you know, you can have those like dense grainy breads like you were talking Mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. There's just so much textural difference with not very much. Like you don't have to change very much to get those textural differences. And I mean, we've of course alluded to this over and over and over as the the Munch Madness goes on. But just like the range, mm-hmm. she's got range. She do, she do. Yeah. Well, that's it. Like bread is one of those things that like I think the reason that it won, frankly, is because it's so widespread and so all encompassing, right? Because yeah. you have, I mean, we talked about this earlier, just kind of briefly, that it is Passover. And uh, during Passover, you get rid of all the leavened bread in your house if yeah. you're, you know, if you're doing it right. And like, then you have matzah, which is an unleavened bread that's kind of like a cracker, but it's a cracker that's like bread loaf densified into cracker size. So it's like you're eating a whole loaf of bread every time you eat a cracker. It's real. Mm. Matzah is like a bread loaf densified into a cracker. Yeah. Okay. Because it doesn't rise. Yes, good point. Yeah. All right, I get that. I accept this. So it's like super Mm -hmm. bread, essentially. Like super dense, super bread. Okay. And then you've got all your like, you know, bread-like pastry type things, like a croissant that's like less of a pastry and more of a bread. You know, it's a fancy bread. It is a fancy bread. Yeah. And brioche, like you mentioned, and buns and like burger buns and hot dog buns are breads. I want to make an argument on croissant, though. Sure. Because arguably the process of lamination... Mm. is more of a pastry process okay fair enough i don't know i think croissant are maybe right in the middle they don't they don't they eat like a bread they don't eat eat like like what you think of as like pastry but like i don't know yeah i'm going to accept croissant as bread yeah and then like you know obviously bagels are a bread yes bagels bagels rule rule. yeah bagels rule and then when you like really get into the like you know nitty-gritty of it like pizza's kind of a bread and like flatbreads are breads and pitas are breads and naan is literally bread like all is of pizza these pizza bread or is pizza pie i think pizza is if if we're really getting into it pizza is an open-faced sandwich i mean uh, i think if we look at it historically pizza is a flatbread is a top yeah, flatbread totally but a flatbread like is a bread <laughs> A flatbread is just a bread that's flat. Yeah, yeah, true. and so, that's a, like it's such yeah, a it's such a broad a bread. thing. Yeah, and so I want to ask you, what do you think we like? 
because pizza is so broad, we have a lot of wiggle room this year in terms of what we can talk about, right? I like to identify as a pizza broad. <laughs> pizza broad? Me too, honestly. That sounds, that's, that's ideal. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, last year we had to do a lot of cheese content. Right. And cheese is not as like broad a topic. Like to do a lot of cheese content, you have to go, let's do dishes with cheese in them, which is harder to do with bread, right? Because you can't, like, there's not a lot of dishes with bread. I mean, there's some certainly, but it's harder to do it that way. You can do different styles of bread, certainly. Mm -hmm. But what do we, what do we want to kind of try to focus on? I think you're not going to like my definition here. Okay, go ahead. But I think bread, it has to be grain-based. Sure. Made into a dough. Yeah. I think it has to be leavened. Yeah. I think to be bread, it has to be leavened. Because even flatbreads, sure. they do rise, right? Yeah. They have like some kind of leavening agent. Mm-hmm. I think if it does not rise at all, it is a cracker. Okay. Um, or a pastry, right? But mm. I think in order for it to count as bread, it, it needs to have leavening. Okay. So it needs to come from dough, not batter. Although quick breads make that tricky, like a banana bread, that's a batter. So maybe we can... Right. Or like a... Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. So it doesn't have to be a dough, but I think it does have to be grain-based. Sure. Um, and baked. Yeah. Um, and leavened. Like there has to be some rising does for it, it to be bread. Does it have to be baked though? I think it has to be baked. Is what there any... fry bread? Cooked cooked sure okay okay yeah (laughs) Yeah. cooked yeah right that's it like if we start to try and define bread too strictly yeah we go into a crazy space where we can't yeah a little bit right it's really tricky it's really tricky but i think i think i'm still gonna go with cooked it rises whether or not there's leavening added to it it rises Mm -hmm. and grain-based okay all right Sounds good. I'm trying to think if there's anything that falls within that that I would absolutely reject as bread. Beer. Not cooked. I mean, you have to cook the the grain first before it can be turned Okay, into- it has to be a solid also. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> we won't do a beer episode this year. Sorry, people who like beer. Maybe 2023 will be your year. Maybe 2023 will... No, beer... I don't think we can call beer... We're not going to do a year on beer, baby. You're sober. I know. (laughs) No, we wouldn't do a year on beer. We could do an episode, certainly. We could do an episode on beer. I would talk about... The history of beer is fascinating. And definitely the history of beer and bread are hand in hand. I would be be quite happy to do that. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's That's what I find interesting. Like, bread in addition to being as like varied as it is, is also something with a like deep and rich history that goes back yeah. like, like no exaggeration, like 10,000 years. <laughs> and yeah, like, at least that's really cool. And like, I want to do more proper research into it before yeah. I say too much about that. But like, it's, it's exciting to have a food that like has such a long, long life of existing and being recorded as existing because it was important because probably it was just one of the things that was easiest to make and therefore most abundant. And like, I think that's, that's cool, you know? Yeah. I mean, this isn't how we do the Munch Madness winner thing, but I, I think we could have 53 weeks of content only on bread easily. Yeah. I'm glad that that's not how we, (laughs) I'm glad we're not locked into that because I think it would get stale. (laughs) I think it's a pretty dense topic, you know. Ooh, yeah, it is. I'm not as good at puns on the fly as you are. That's okay. I'm 
It's the least important thing I do. Meh. So, um, some ideas that I have for mm-hmm. like episodes I'd love to do. Sure. One thing that came up twice in a row, I think, on on the like final episodes was lavash and Middle Eastern breads in general. Um, now, Caddy talked about lavash uh, because it is Senegalese; they mm-hmm. eat it in Senegal. Uh, it's also Armenian. It's right. you know all of that kind of region of the world where bread was. Uh, developed right. um, it is a wonderful perfect bread and I would love to talk about just like the diversity of flatbreads that mm-hmm. exist um, especially because like these are some of the earliest breads yeah yeah absolutely um, because of the ease of cooking right you're right. cooking bread on a rock by the fire you want to do a flatbread yeah um, so I think that would be really really fun to do yeah totally um, and like I think obviously we should do something on sourdough because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I want to talk about that yeah <laughs> um <laughs> And, like, there's just so much to talk about. There's so, like, quick breads would be fun. Talking about, like, cornbreads and banana breads and zucchini mm-hmm. breads. Sure. Yeah. Um, Which we've been told are the best use of the gagoots. It's the only <laughs> it's the only use of the gagoots. <laughs> gagoots of bread. Yeah. I feel like what I want to try and make happen this year, obviously, I want to do a bit of a deep dive into the history of bread. I want to talk about, like, yeah, different different sort of formats of bread i guess like what you know what you're saying with like flatbreads and whatnot i want to talk to bakers especially like more than i want to talk to fans of bread because i think that fans of bread like are going to have stories about bread that mean things to them but i think that bakers are going to have a little more insight oh there's this i was just thinking like last night as i was cultivating my dough Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. with sourdough it's this whole process this whole lengthy process that like my favorite part of the process is that you throw flour sourdough starter which is just flour and water and time um not the herb time but like the process time and water into Mm -hmm. a bowl and at first it's this big craggy mess and then you just leave it to rest for 15 minutes and you manipulate it every 15 minutes just like an abusive boyfriend and it goes from being this like clumpy flour water mass shaggy craggy dough to being this like supple elastic bubbly yeah thing that you like throw around like flubber and like with the sourdough with the high hydration doughs um, it's such a different process sure. from from a traditionally yeasted dough. The dough is like very fluid. It's not something you have to like punch and knead a whole lot. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Like if you're talking to a baker, it's somebody who's intimately acquainted with this process of dough, which to me is really the magic of bread. Is totally. how I mean I've talked about this. I've gushed about this. But how you take flour and water. And you just see it transform. Mm -hmm. And I would love to also, like, if we're going to talk about sourdough, which I think we have to, because historically that's the first bread, like, right up until the mid-1800s, we don't have commercial dried yeast at all. (laughs) I'd love to talk with, like, a microbiologist who understands how the fermentation, like, process goes, or a fermentation expert of other sorts. Sure, yeah. Um, Because I, it really is, like, when you're working with slow fermentation doughs, it really is the bacteria doing the work for you. Yeah. Which is extremely cool. Like it's a, it's a it's a symbiotic relationship that yeah. we have with the microbiome, yeah. which I think is something that's just like fascinating on so many levels and I think it's really cool that people are getting 
back into that kind of thing now at a time when we're all kind of going, oh, maybe being completely severed from the natural world is actually bad for humanity. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> yeah, I just idea. think there's like so there's so much potential for so many really cool things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's it. Like yeah. the this is one of those things where we can get into the science of the thing a little bit more than we usually do. And like that is exciting to me because like we yeah. like, I don't know, most of the stuff that we talk about, we don't instinctively get into the nitty-gritty of like scientifically why it happens yeah but if we're doing a deep dive into bread it feels like we need to and i need to and i think that's gonna be fun yeah i guess like now that we're talking about it we could have done that with cheese yeah and we did a little bit like a little bit when i talked to joshua vandenberg last summer like he did break down a little bit of like what happens that makes cheese cheese but yeah. like we could have gotten a lot more into it. And I think we will with bread just because like I think there's more variety of what happens like chemically with bread than there is with cheese. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I don't I don't know I don't food know. science really. So I'm me pulling neither. that out of my ass. But like mm-hmm. I think it sounds right to me because I don't know. Bread. Bread. I think yeah. it would be really cool to talk about the science of the different kinds of leavening. Yeah. Especially because like there's yeast, there's sourdough, there's baking soda right yeah. and like baking powder and the history of that as well yeah yeah i also would really like to talk sandwiches a little bit more as well because i think that you can't separate bread from sandwiches too much like you can't no, it's true like it is the next thing that happens after people figure out bread everywhere is that they go what can we put on this or in this to make this even better right yeah. or what can we put this around or underneath to make that thing better and with the way that like sandwiches have I mean sandwiches are international there are sandwiches everywhere there are different kinds of sandwiches everywhere and everyone's got a favorite sandwich yeah I I think that since we usually try to talk to like experts but also just like people who like food and like get their stories and stuff I feel like the experts are the ones that we're going to talk to about different styles of bread and like what makes those breads what they are, you know? Yeah. And then the fans are the people we're going to talk to about different kinds of like uses of bread, you know, sandwiches and and bread puddings and things like that. I did talk, like we've talked about how range came up a whole lot in this bracket. Um, But another thing that came up as a strong point for bread and I think is one of the things that pushed bread through to the finale is it's its status as a vehicle for other food. Yeah. Um, That's actually, I think, Chris Walker is, I think, one of the ones who pushed bread through sort of early on. Mm -hmm. And that was the argument, was just bread as a vehicle. Bread is something you can wrap things up in and eat them on the go. We talked about the history of the sandwich that is sort of suspicious. Um, You know, there are, like, sandwiches and wraps and burgers, just like all the things you just listed. And uh, I think, yeah, we do need to spend some time on that because that is one of the things that propelled it through to the finish line. Yeah, totally. That's it. Because we can't we can't divorce bread from sandwiches. No, absolutely not. That would yeah. be cruel. Yeah. So if you just listened to all of that and think you would be a perfect person to talk to us about one of the many things that we just brought up, please do not hesitate to reach out to Absolutely, us. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, reach out to us on the social medias at NoBadFoodPod, at Tom Zalatni, at TefferBear. Uh, Because we would love to talk to you. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. If you're a a baker, a food scientist, a chemist, I don't know, a big sandwich fan. If you're a sandwich artist from Subway, we would talk to that. I would talk to a sandwich artist from Subway. Absolutely. absolutely. You know, Um, are you a boulanger? 
are you uh like a grandma who's been making bread for decades yeah as long as you're not homophobic yeah we won't but there's like a, a lot of cool grandmas these days lots of cool grandmas lots yeah. of cool grandmas so yeah reach out to us if you think that any of those are something that you would like to be featured on the show talking about uh obviously you know we have no shortage of people that we're going to reach out to ourselves that we know are going to be rad but you know if you don't know for sure that you're one of them reach out to us because you should maybe be one of them absolutely you know yeah you miss 100 percent of the shots that you don't take the worst thing we'll say is nah or like i guess forget to respond this does happen yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's go to the mid-roll let's go if you're enjoying the show so far, please make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so that you never miss a new episode. While you're at it, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. For every new rating and review we get during the month of April, we'll be donating $2 to The Depot, our local food bank here in NDG. They can turn every $1 into $3 worth of food for a family in need. So by doing the simple free act of leaving a rating and review of this show, you're functionally donating $6 worth of food to people who need it. There's literally no other way to turn zero into six like that. There just isn't. There's, that's not. It's, it's not. It's nothing. You yeah. can't. That, that math is exciting and impossible in all other circumstances. Absolutely. So if that's exciting for you, go do it. You can read all about what the Depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode. If you are listening to this post-Munch Madness uh, bread planning episode uh, and wondering what the heck we're talking about when we say Munch Madness, boy, oh boy, do I have a playlist for you. Go in the also the description of this episode and click the playlist and you can listen to all the episodes of Munch Madness 2022 the food tournament bracket series that we just finished last week uh, that we've been doing since like late February. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's some of, honestly, some of the most fun content we have done. Mm -hmm. um, this is like something people love so if you're new to the show it's a pretty fun place to start it really um, you'll is. get a really good feel for the kind of content we make and it's just fun even if you already have spoilers on who wins yeah exactly and you know the thing is like knowing the end of a story doesn't ruin the story you know the, it doesn't ruin the journey no especially not with something like a bracket because you want to see how they win yeah 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 so yeah go find out in the description of the links, you got them. You want an extra incentive? At least one of those episodes contains cute toddler sounds. It's true. Very cute toddler sounds. We won't tell you which episode, so go listen to all eight <laughs> or whatever. All right. Should we get back to the show? Let's get back to the show. Okay, so, you know, we're going to wrap up in a couple minutes. We're not going to... The mid-roll is really more of a three-quartered roll. At least today. Call it. Yeah. Mm, delicious. Delicious. Put a little butter on that bad boy. Pop it in your mouth. Yum, yum, yum. Slorp, slorp. Sounds like it. So but uh, before we wrap, it seems like... You take, another bread of your, take another bite of your pocket bread, huh? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, uh, I was about to ask you a question, but maybe I'll let you chew oh, for a little bit. That's fine. You can ask me a question. Oh, my God. The things I have to deal with. I just take respite in knowing that your tummy is going to be grumpy about this bit later. You're making a bit. You're doing a bit. And later your tummy is going to be like, I can't believe you did a bit. Don't you appreciate my commitment to the show? Yeah, I do. You do. I do. You do. That's right. Look, it's a good bit. Mm -hmm. Me being frustrated is just part of the bit. Sure, you tell yourself that. I'm yes-anding you by being antagonized by it. <laughs> yes, antagonize. So my question for you here in the last quarter of the episode is, uh, do you have like a 
one like core bread memory that stands out to you because i feel like that's a nice thing we can end the show with you know it's like some core bread memories so i want to talk about the sunflower bake shop in perth ontario okay i spent the first eight years of my life in perth uh it's a small town outside of ottawa and there is as far as i know still a bakery called the Sunflower Bake Shop, which is now in a different part of town. At the time, it was really like right downtown. Now I think they moved to a larger space. Um, I really hope it's still open. It was the last time I went there a few years ago. Are you checking? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think it is because it's like where everybody buys their bread in town. Uh, And we would always get our bread there in Perth, as far as I can remember. Like I remember when it opened. First, we would always go to the like Loeb's or whatever grocery store was there. And then we started going to the Sunflower. But we'd get bread there for for during the day. And they had these rolls that I can't remember what they were called for the life of me. Um, But they were like an Italian bread that they did the roll tied in a knot. And it was like dusted with flour. And it was this really sweet, beautiful dough with kind of a ciabatta um, texture to it. Okay. And... But what I really remember, so we would get it sometimes for special occasions, and they had beautiful other, like, pastries and Danish and these things called pizza sticks um, that were, like, flatbread sticks with toppings on them. Uh, There's, like, a sun-dried tomato and olive. There was, like, a cilantro one, which I didn't like and then learned to like. Um, It wasn't just a garlic knot, was it? No, it was, I, I went through this whole process of asking my siblings about it a while back, and it's, like, it's not, I Googled it, and it's not, like, a thing thing it's like the dough itself is a traditional italian bread but the turning it into rolls was something they just did okay anyway it was delicious i'll, I'll try to figure it out i'll sure. try to figure yeah. it out and i'll try to like list it in the show notes or something like that tweet about it go follow me on twitter i'm so close to 500 followers um i'm like literally like six followers away and i keep just not getting it humble brag listen You've been past 500 for like four years. I know. I've been working up to it. Stagnating. But anyway, on Saturdays, we would drive to Almont, which Mm. is about 45 minutes away for music lessons. When I was very little, I did not go because I was not taking music lessons yet. But then at some point, I started going along because my mom was sick and my dad had to take care of me. And uh, we would stop at the Sunflower to get food to eat on the way. So we would stop and get like the pizza sticks Mm. or knots or whatever and something yummy for dessert and like eat those in the car on the way to Almont because it was kind of a long trip um and it was just so special like it was really like a weekly tradition of going and getting this bread and eating it together like me and all my siblings and my dad and I think it's probably like my earliest kind of like bakery bread memories Mm -hmm. like my mom made bread we had bread around but like I think it's the first time that I remember being just like aware of a bakery and seeing people like making dough and seeing kind of the variety of breads possible sure yeah yeah so sunflower bake shop like if you're ever in the neighborhood go check them out they are just wonderful yeah and it was like really pretty it was just like a pretty sunny space uh and the pizza sticks so good so like explain a pizza stick again so it was like a flatbread like a ciabatta or a focaccia maybe uh it's been a long time (laughs) but like what i remember is that kind of like open crumb with like the Mm -hmm. bubble structure sure maybe so i was a child so i'm trying to like interpret these dimensions it was like a manageable size you know like like a maybe a six inch sandwich size sure okay right um and then topped with 
one was like a, maybe like pesto and sun-dried tomatoes and one was like a cilantro and okay. cheese. I don't remember exactly what. But it was basically just like a topped flatbread in like a small, easily sure stick form form okay. yeah yeah right. i like it uh really good yeah, yeah i can dig that yeah yeah now i love that yeah i think that that touches on like kind of a core thing for me bread wise which is uh growing up in vancouver so like i lived in vancouver until i was six and then we moved back here but then i also like summered there for years because my grandparents were still living out there at the time and uh on Granville Island, there was like a bakery that we would pop into that had like, and we'd go in like pretty often, like I think on weekends or whatever. Um, and they always had the best like powdered donuts. Mm. Uh, but they also sold like olive bread and cheese bread. And I'm talking like, you know, when you get a, a loaf of cheese bread that has like the pockets of cheese like inside yeah. the slices mm-hmm. that are still somehow a little bit crispy, mm-hmm. but not fully crunchy like the part on the outside. Mm-hmm. And so you just get the like cheese flavor that kind of penetrates through the whole bread and these little like surprise bites of extra cheesiness. And that like now for me as an adult, whenever I like taste cheese bread, I'm like taken back to there mm-hmm. as a like to that place as a child and like to the West Coast and to these fond memories and to powdered donuts and like that is a really beautiful thing mm-hmm. to have those little like sense memories. And yeah, it left me with this like lifelong love of breads that have stuff baked into them. You do have a love of breads with stuff baked into them. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Whether it's, you know, like I was saying before the Ten thousand and one and Arabian grain bread or the yeah. daddy's grain supreme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I love for that um, is like a cranberry walnut bread with sure. like dried cranberries and and nuts in it. Yeah, yeah. something a little crunchy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. Like I just I I have this this lifelong love of of a stuffed bread yeah you know a busy bread busy bread i i have said before i don't know if i've said it on the show but something i say often is that like the food i like most can best be described as cluttered sure like i like it when a bite of something has just so many things in it sure it's not just the bread um (laughs) what about what about a uh what about an everything bagel you had an everything bagel? I've had an everything bagel. I'm a bit of a bagel purist. Yeah, so that's the thing. Me too, a yeah. little bit. I don't like an everything bagel. But I see, respect people who do, but there's something about it that isn't quite it for me. I wouldn't consider an everything bagel cluttered in the same way, though, mm. because the bite isn't cluttered. The flavors, like there's a lot of flavors there, mm. but you're not getting a lot of contrasting textures in right. the mouthfeel. Because it's the just... bagel inside is still just exactly. a bagel. Exactly. Yeah. Now, have you, however, had an everything New York bagel, or have you only had everything Montreal bagels? Uh, I don't know that I've had a New York bagel ever. Oh, my God. I'm a Montrealer. What the fuck am I, I going to eat a New York bagel for? I mean, surely you've had a subpar New York bagel. I've certainly had a lot of subpar bagels in my life. Okay. I don't know specifically if they were New York Anything bagels. Anything that's not Montreal style is New York style. Okay, then yeah, it must have. But like, like we the don't like more puffed ones. That yeah, are but like, you can't get the good ones here. They don't taste good here. No, I believe so that. they're not yeah. even worth having sure. here because well, that's it. They're the, ones the Montreal that you buy at like a like a gas station. They're prepackaged. They've been shipped from Ontario. Montreal yeah. bagels have the bagel market in Montreal by the throat. Justly so. Yeah. Justly so. It's yeah. a cultural thing. We'll need to have an episode on. Ooh, you on know bagels. we will. Yeah. You know we will. We'll need to have a couple of episodes on bagels. I think. Yeah. Um, but. 
The New York bagel. So for me with a Montreal bagel, I want sesame or poppy seed. I want nothing else. Okay. Do not give me anything else on my sure. Montreal bagel except for a schmear. Um, New York bagels can handle a lot more toppings okay. because they're puffier. They they're more, bigger. Yeah. yeah. And the surface is different. They have like more of a crust than sure. the Montreal bagel does. Like it's it's got this kind of like shiny... Um, almost balloon-like. They're almost. Kinda they're crust. like if a bagel and a hamburger bun crossbred. I disagree, but I know you've never had a good New York bagel, so I'm just not gonna sure. entertain your opinions on the matter. All right, all right. No offense, but no, like no, we're gonna get good New York bagels. Yeah. Sometime. But I used to have this is another bread memory. In fact, I used to when I went to Harvard Square for again music lessons every Saturday. I would go for orchestra and chamber music and I would have to get like something to eat in between. I would go to Au Bonpain, which I think has now closed, which is incredible to no me because way. it was a staple. No, not like the whole chain, but uh, like the specific one. Au yeah, Bonpain okay. I think has closed. If it hasn't, please let me know. It's by the chess tables, like right by the, the, the tea station. And for our American um, listeners who don't speak French, that's Au Bonpain. Everybody knows what Au Bonpain is, okay? I know. Okay. But I would go and I would get, because I did not have much money, I would get a Asiago cheese bagel mm. and a peach iced tea. Okay. Lunch of fucking champions. It that was like great. under $5. Yeah. And it was like this bagel with melty cheese on it, mm-hmm. the peach iced tea to balance out the dryness of the bagel. Oof. 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 So good. So good. Yeah. No, that sounds incredible. Yeah. The like... Getting some kind of bagel or like a bagel sandwich or something after a thing yeah. is is such a good it's such a good to, or like on the way to a thing yeah like we used to like you know our neighborhood used to have a place called the Saint Viator Bagel Cafe <sighs> rest in uh, peace baby rest in peace it was a cafe extension of the famous Saint Viator bagels here in Montreal uh, there's still another Saint Viator cafe I think on uh, Saint Laurent or Saint Denis or something downtown but um, you know ours was the Monkland one and unfortunately it did close down at some point in the last three years. Well ours was the cafe I think that yeah. the bagel shop is still open but they closed the cafe. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but our cafe also made bagels like in house right yeah. and had the bagel oven and I grew up like you know within two three blocks of there and spent most of my life within two three blocks of there and it was always so nice to be able to pop in get fresh hot bagels like straight out of the oven like too hot to actually like hold yeah and then like you know take one out anyway and start eating it on the way home and like burn my mouth and have you get that, it in the like, paper bag and yeah. it just smells incredible yeah. yeah that's it and it's like you know you you know you need like half a dozen for the week or whatever mm-hmm. uh but you buy seven because you're like yeah. i need one t- i need one for the walk home yeah i yeah. need to i need to eat a hot bagel on the way home or i'm not gonna be happy that i just you know did this my version of that is that when I came up to Montreal in high school so I think I've talked about this but mm-hmm. like I was I went to high school in Boston but my sister lived in Montreal mm-hmm. and I don't know if the Greyhound is still running honestly because Greyhound closed in Canada mm-hmm. but um there was a Greyhound that would go from Montreal to Boston that was like a seven hour trip sure. and by the time it was like 15 16 my parents started letting me take that trip by myself because they would drop me off at the bus my sister would pick me up on the other end sure yeah and so it was like the special thing I would do on break sometimes. And going home, 
like first thing in the morning on my way to the bus, I would go get a dozen Montreal bagels because you couldn't get them in Boston. No, of course not. Uh, and get the like big hot bag of bagels <laughs> and just like have it on the bus, making the whole bus smell like bagels and having that as a snack yeah. and like going through customs and being like anything to declare. And I would be like, just my giant paper bag of bagels. <laughs> Um, yeah, and so they'd still be fresh yeah, when yeah. I got home because uh, you'd get them like right out of the oven. It's such a special thing. It's such a Montreal thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, and I love that. There's, there's just something so homey and nostalgic. Yeah, about a thing that like you feel is linked to your like home place. You know. Yeah, and Montreal bagels. I mean, I know they're spreading a little bit, but they've started spreading since I moved here, so mm. I don't really have a sense of like how available they are elsewhere. Yeah. Like, I know there are a few shops in the states that make them now um but there's so much they're so much more regionally specific than new york bagels Mm -hmm. like new york bagels are what you get anywhere yeah that's it um the new york bagel is the one that took over obviously they're better the closer you are to new york of course but like and there's going to be better quality ones and worse quality ones and And montreal bagels you can really only get in montreal Mm -hmm. especially because they are really at their best like we get them in the bag from the store but like they're they're at their best in those first 12 hours after they come out of the oven there is nothing like that yeah and the thing is like the thing about the montreal bagel is like they're and we should maybe save this for a full episode on (laughs) this is turning into a bagel episode yeah here's a teaser we're gonna wrap in the next five minutes here's a teaser there are two major bagel creators providers bagel makers in Montreal and it's St. Viator who we mentioned before and Fairmount and they're both beloved and everyone here has their stance on which is better between the two and I'm going to take a nonpartisan stance and say that I think that they are both fantastic but that if I had to choose between the two I would go for St. Viator only because I have the nostalgic connection to it. It's a neighborhood thing. I was yeah. always a Fairmount bitch until I moved yeah. to NDG and well, then St. Viator was what was here. Yeah and like there are countless other places that also make Montreal style bagels but in reality those are the two that have the like artisan like you know handcrafted like families have been making them for a century kind of deal they're the yankees and the red Sox. yeah there are other teams yeah but they're they're the main ones that's it yes i am a new englander occasionally (laughs) occasionally someone will come along and be like we're the mets of montreal bagels and open like six stores that make like fine montreal bagels but like no one's gonna lie and say that they like those the best you know they just go there because they can yeah yeah and that's it like there's there is there's a beauty to that you know uh, it's it's artisanal it's yeah. i mean it's really like the true definition of artisanal mm-hmm. and this is something i mean I've, I've mentioned this before but one thing that i really there are many things i don't like about loving it living in quebec but one thing i do really love about quebec is that there is a real artisanal food culture mm-hmm. that goes back generations and has been preserved and one of the places of that is like San Theater Bagel or like Fairmont Bagel, which is the one I'm more familiar with as a bagel shop, where you go in and this is the same bagel oven they've been using for generations. Mm -hmm. And this is the same family who's been using it for generations. And they're making the bagels exactly the same way they were for generations. I know that also exists in New York, but this is the place that I'm familiar with it. And and it's just really, really special. Yeah. Yeah. And oh my God, they're so good. So So there you have it, folks. A little detour into bagels, but, you know, bagels are bread, and bread is good, and bread is beautiful. And And bread is the winner. Bread is the winner, and we're going to talk the heck out of bread this year, so uh, 
Get ready. I mean, I got so many tummy aches in service of the, of the show this year. I'm going to eat so many sandwiches. You always do, baby. I know. <laughs> All right. That brings us to the end of our show for this week. Thank you so much for listening to No Bad Food. Do you want to join the conversation? Do you want to volunteer your services as a bread expert or a bread aficionado amateur or uh fan you can hit us up on twitter and instagram at no bad food pod at tom's and at tefer bear if you liked this episode and want to help us make the show even better because we're gonna have so many more of these episodes this year you know we will please head to patreon.com slash no bad food pod and support our bagel sandwich and tummy ache habits for as little as one dollar a month you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like patrick gabriel kendall and carlea thomas george poppy killian sarah angelica Anne, andrew laura chantal david and erica let me tell you folks i have met most of these person most of these people i have let me tell you folks i have met most of these people in person they are fine folks and you really really want to be in their club it's true it only costs as little as one dollar a month our patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show and being our lifelong friends if that's exciting for you head to patreon.com slash no bad food pod and make it happen do it we also have merch and you can hit the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at t public and of course you can support us for free by leaving a rating review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this with a friend our theme music is by zach ingles and our cover art is by david new york bagels flam you can find links for both of them in the description of this episode and last but certainly not least, this show was produced by Bread and edited also by Bre- Oh wait, shit, no. Um, Try again. This show was produced by Pocket Bread and God edited by Oh shit. Um <clears throat> This show was produced by Tom Zalatni and Tefra Jemian and was edited by Tom Zalatni as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network, including my other show that might come out of hiatus eventually. Uh, at upfordnetwork.com. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Bye. It just takes a little time. It takes a little time. It takes a little time with me. What Mega Man boss would make the most terrifying kaiju? I, for one, want to be the first to welcome our new kaiju overlords. How would Adam Sandler fit in the MCU? I injected myself with the Green Goblin serum. Oh! Debate This is a podcast that asks the questions about your favorite video games and comics that no one is asking. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you download podcasts. And on social media at Debate This Games. None of it's that so is mind close, control. Though. It's so close. It's not it's, so close. It, it, I'm Tefra Ajemian, the producer and host of The Yeah Podcast, a young adult lit review podcast focusing on amplifying the diverse voices in YA literature. Join us as we dig into the world of young adult books, reviewing new releases, revisiting old classics, and exploring what YA lit can teach us at any age. 
Discover the world of YA Lit through exclusive author interviews, book reviews, genre smackdowns, and more. The Yeah Podcast, available through the Upgrid Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever else you find your podcasts. This is our book club, and you're invited. Yeah!